I, I learned from my brother that uh, the first day of Christmas is actually Christmas Day. I thought it was the other way. But uh, so today is the seventh day of Christmas, which means we'll be handing out seven swans afterwards. The ushers are going to do an amazing job with that in the cold. But I hope you had a wonderful Christmas time. We got to go on our tour through Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee is where my wife Bethany, her family lives. And we got to spend some time there with the Nashville church last, yeah, I guess that was last Sunday for Christmas. And then mine in Georgia. And we're grateful that my parents don't live in California or Montana, but they live in the same area of the world so we can travel from one to the other. And uh, Skylar got to see her Papa Tom and Nana and Daddy Bob and Mimi. And uh, she's done a great job of just figuring out all the vocabulary and names of various people. Here's some pictures of the, uh, I think we have a picture of the Jones family. Yeah, there we go. And then uh, so that's uh, Bethany's side of the family. And uh, Skylar was having a good time, but she's very serious face going on there. And then uh, we have another picture uh, with her and a couple of cousins on the, the Smith side. Those are from my, my older brother, Norm, who Skylar calls Gnome. Very adorable. Uh, but those are a couple of uh, cousins over there. But it's good to be back. Love our church family here. Uh, great staff, elders, Bible talk leaders, family, disciples, brothers and sisters. Good to be back in BFW. So, and, and thank you guys for being out on this cold day, for traveling the elements and being out here this morning. Now, 2018 is tomorrow. You might not be aware of that. But we have gotten to 2018, and as a church, we're going to begin the book Alien, uh, Aliens and Strangers, written by our brother Brett, who serves as a teacher in the Nova Church of Christ. Him and his wife are actually directors for Hope over there. Uh, but the book is about Peter, a disciple of Jesus, whose letters are in the Bible and who also influenced the book, uh, influenced Mark, who the gospel is written after. John Mark there. But this is a great opportunity for us to be inspired as a church, to read together, to share with one another as we're reading, as we read over the next month. But please don't be that guy, or don't be that girl that's like, well, I'm going to start reading in May, because I got a really cool book over Christmas. No, go ahead and read this book with everyone. Let's be unified. You can read two books at the same time. That could be your New Year's goal. But it's going to be a great time reading about aliens and strangers, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit this morning. The call of a Christian to be strange now and familiar with forever can be difficult. Now, I'm talking about spiritually strange, not just being odd. I, I think some of us, you know, we, we got that covered, but, but spiritually strange, being different, Seen as strange, not being like everyone else can feel tough at times. Think about being around family members who are, who are not understanding. I, I remember before I got married how when I would go home, they would want to set me up with different people. They wouldn't really appreciate what I was trying to do in life. Or feeling that tug to be complacent in our time with God. Everything kind of settles down and we start watching movies. We have been watching some Hallmark movies, which you might think is strange, but we like them. 
Uh, they're wholesome. They're relatively clean. I mean, we can have some toys out. Skylar can play, and it's okay, whatever on the screen. And we realize the predictability. There's usually someone that's like in, a, in the city. They're a, a guy or girl in the city that goes to the country, and, and, and someone's working as a teacher, or not a teacher, a writer, and someone works at like an inn or a local shop. And, and usually they have some sort of conflict at first, but then, then they realize they're the, they love each other. But then there's like a previous jerk of a boyfriend or girlfriend. And they don't really dive in why there's dysfunction in the, in the background there. But, you know, all of a sudden they're together and, and, and they love each other. And, you know, and, and we like these because they're, they're relatively good. But there's still parts of them where you're just like, you know, there's some different things, including in two hours, they've, wow, they magically come together, and then they're like, oh, is this the time where we kiss? And they have these, like, serious faces, and they make out, and you're just like, oh, my goodness. And I can feel that pull of, of, of being strained spiritually, because I'd like people to be comfortable. I'd like people to be happy, to feel good. But I know there's more to life than love in a Hallmark movie. I mean, I think about me and Bethany's story, and if, if, that, if, if that would have been the reality, I mean, we, our life would have been a disaster afterwards. I mean, eventually we'd have figured out, we're like, well, we can't just stand in the snow forever. And um, we probably need to deal with our, our characters and our, our lives and um, get jobs and figure out how to resolve conflict. But there is that pull. You know, Peter told his crowd 2,000 years ago, you are a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers who abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. In the 60s, not 1960, but 60 AD, the disciples of Jesus were facing some persecution. Peter, who walked with Jesus, was riding his brothers and sisters. Just as, as you would tell your brothers and sisters in the midst of persecution, hang on! As people of God, live as an alien, abstain! This is important, we're in a battle. Your soul is in a battle. Stay spiritually strange. God's word also says in Ephesians 2.19, Consequently, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Hebrews eleven thirteen says, All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were aliens and strangers on earth. Peter, all sober. How sober is your mind this morning? Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, 
So be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as strangers here in reverent fear. Aliens, heroicos, strangers, peripodemos. The definition for peripodemos that, that stood out to me one who comes from a foreign country into a city or land to reside there by the side of the natives. One who comes from a foreign country into a city or land to reside there by the side of the natives. All right. God's word says, let's go. Let's, let's, go, be, let's go be aliens and strangers. Let's go live by the, the natives of, of Louisville, of Arlington. But be different. Every day. Side by side. But strange. And that sounds good. But when the rubber hits the road, we can have a hard time. We see what others have. Maybe their material possessions. Maybe you got caught up in the media a little bit over the last few weeks. Oh, that looks good. There's a lot of... Black Friday deals I kind of had to steer myself away from. Or even lifestyles of people around you. People are doing things that, you know, they're not, they're not too bad. And they seem to be having fun. And, and they have other friends that kind of do the same thing. And they're having fun together. And it, man, it seems easy. And man, I'd like to hang and just do that. That'd be nice. Maybe not having to drive to Louisville on New Year's Eve. Maybe having a big, nice church building to go to. And we deal with what the Bible calls envy. The Bible says envy is keeping us from, from living as strangers because we're too familiar with what's around us. And we're too focused on. Friends and family, you know, wanting to avoid conflict, you know, just, just wanting to push Jesus a, a little bit, but not wanting to be rejected when we bring up the real ways of Jesus to old friends or new ones. The idolatry of personal comfort. Procrastinating for the long haul, kind of having that urgency addiction. The Bible calls laziness and pride. Like one of my resolutions for the last couple of years has been working on my Spanish and getting more fluent in Spanish. But then there's that, but then there's that laziness of, of not being disciplined. And I think back in college and I had, I had academic scholarships, but I probably had the worst study habits ever. And I wouldn't even advertise how I learned things. Just that arrogance, of just like, oh, it's, it's just going to magically happen one day. I'm just going to be fluent in another language. Is that laziness? Just being focused on the now. What's in you that is keeping you from being a, a stranger to this world? Or maybe the question is, what are you too familiar with in this world? Maybe 2017 felt like defeats, setbacks. Maybe it feels so overwhelming to think about this this morning that you're not sure how 2018 
is even going to go. You're hoping you can just kind of coast on through it. Well, thankfully, we have Jesus who went before us. 1 Peter 2, 23 through 25 says, When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Jesus already lived like an alien and stranger. He entrusted himself to God who judges justly. He wanted his citizenship in heaven. All those ideas or actions that prevent us from being in heaven, he already bore those. He already took those on. He died and, and healed us. And he shows us how to, how to be strange now and familiar with forever. And some of you may have thought about this before. But it's even more powerful thinking about Peter as he's writing this. I mean, he was a witness of this. He was remembering. I was right there with Jesus. I remember when they took him away. I remember how my heart was doing while Jesus was living with purpose. I remember the tomb. I remember seeing Jesus not in the tomb. I remember Jesus in resurrected form. I mean, try to wrap your mind around that. Peter's trying to even encourage us with that thought. In Acts 4.13, it says, they took note that Peter and John had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus not only changed Peter's name, but, but made him strange to the world and familiar with forever. And the great thing is we have scriptures to be like Christ. We can be in the battle. We can be in the battle and have the mind of Christ. You can return to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. No matter how you're feeling this morning. No matter how you're feeling of, man, they're really excited for New Year's, but I don't think I can get there. Jesus has already been there. You can be a spiritual alien and stranger. Where the temporary world will think you strange now, but God's eternal kingdom will embrace you. So three quick thoughts, somewhat quick thoughts from Peter on being spiritually strange now. One, be familiar with forever. Be familiar with forever. In 1 Peter 1, 19 through 21, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believed in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice 
And as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Be strange now. Be familiar with forever. Your hope is not today. Some of us get this confused in our mind. Your hope is not today. Your glory is not today. Now you can have joy today. Joy is good, fruit of the Spirit. You may even be rewarded today. But your top overjoyment, yes, I'm using that as a word, is when Christ is revealed. Your biggest reward is yet to come. And you won't be strange forever. You won't feel that tug of war forever. You will feel welcomed into the kingdom of our Lord. Peter says, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Too often we look for grace right now. As we were driving back up from Georgia to Tennessee, uh, Skylar was in the back, her little, her little chair. And, and there was a little baby that she had got. She got a couple of baby dolls for Christmas, but there was one she was trying to reach. She, she couldn't get it. And so she starts crying and she starts saying words that sound like baby doll. And, and she's, trying to, she's trying to get at it. She's so focused on it. And she has no idea. She's not paying attention to, to where we're going or, or where I'm driving the car. And she's just upset. Now, eventually we sang some kingdom songs and it calmed her down, which was awesome. But so often we get in this place where we're sitting in the back seat. We have Jesus as the driver. But we're sitting back. We're not even looking at the way that Jesus is going. We're starting to focus on other things. And we start getting upset because we're way too familiar with that, with what we should be familiar with, with where Jesus is taking us. And we forget that our grace is yet to come. Eternal life, we aren't even experiencing that yet. Heaven, we aren't even experiencing that yet. We're aliens and strangers today. Sometimes we get upset if someone doesn't even give us the grace we think we deserve. That's not where we should be looking for grace to come from. I was excited when I came back. Single brothers were, were texting me about some studies this next week. I started thinking, man, how cool is that that people are focused on eternal destination of people's lives? And I'm grateful we have a growing singles ministry here. We're starting a new group up at Denton. We're starting a new group down in the southwest. And about 60% of the city is single. That's quite a few souls to reach. So please be praying for that. But we need to make sure we're focused on that eternal destination. And being familiar with forever so that we can be excited about it. And so we can share with other people, not that we're sitting around crying about what we don't have today. But excited about what is to come little challenge I want to give you with this practical of being familiar with forever. I'd like you to go home. Well, obviously, I'd like you to go home anyway. That'd be good. But sometime this week, write down on a, a piece of paper. And I may have this on the next slide. But, but write down on a, a sheet of paper. Doesn't have to be fancy. But on one side, write down, what are you two familiar with? And maybe there's nothing. Maybe you're like Jesus right now, and that's awesome. 
But maybe there's some things that you're starting to put your hope in. You're putting too much focus in. And then on the other side, write down, what, what does the Bible say about that? So you can start looking at some scriptures that will help you in that battle. That will help you to have a right perspective on what you may or may not be too familiar with and too focused on. Second point, ask someone to redirect your familiarity. Ask someone to redirect your familiarity. 1 Peter 5, 5-6 says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. The due time being key words. You know, there's many examples in scriptures where, where people didn't realize when God was opposing them or showing favor. Sometimes we can think we, we, we got away with something. But God is watching. So let's make sure we humble ourselves with one another. Yesterday, we got with Addison and Beth to go through some premarital counseling. And we were a little all over the place from coming back in town. But appreciate their desire to get input and learn how to do things God's way. And they're fun, smart, spiritual people. I mean, Beth is getting her master. She's awesome. She's moving here. Addison is heading up Hope next month, uh, serving in a couple of weeks. But, but they don't want to settle with the world's ways or what they've learned so far. They want to continue to grow. No segue here, but by the way, the marriage retreat is coming up in February. <laughs> hand in hand. Please be thinking and praying now about how the retreat will help you to live, not as a stranger to your spouse, but as spiritual strangers and aliens in the world. Maybe even make a list of people in your neighborhood who will know you are spiritually strange enough to go to a marriage retreat. You're odd cause Jesus, not just odd neighbors. Maybe it's purity. Maybe you have some... Shame, insecurity, or frustrations. Your hope is in the wrong thing. Be familiar with forever. Get help and let this be the year you overcome. Religious hope. You know Jesus exists, so you're, you're not a straight-up pagan. But you're familiar in doing things halfway. You meet up when you want. On your own time. I certainly appreciate the AV and Kids Kingdom people getting here early. Extra early, setting an example of being spiritually strange. But ask someone to redirect your familiarity. Number three, pray familiarity with someone. Go through your list, pray it out. First Peter four through seven. First Peter four seven says, "The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled, so that you may pray." You know, once you have made a list of what to be familiar with. And you're clear-minded about this next year. Go through, pray. Pray through the things that are battling within your soul, that are waging war against you. Mark did a great lesson on prayer at the last Southwest Midweek, so I'm not going to go through all that. But I do know in the Southwest you have prayer partners to pray with. So pray through this list of familiarity with your prayer partners. In the Northwest, you can, you can find a prayer partner to prayer with. 
In both regions, pray with your roommates. Pray with your spouse. You should be praying with your spouse every day. Or pray with someone in your family group. But not only pray about the things that you're dealing with, but also pray about what you should be familiar with. Pray about heaven. Pray about Jesus coming back. Pray about what that's going to look like when we receive that grace of eternal life. Pray about what that's going to, what, that, what is that going to be like when we're all in heaven together and we don't have this tug of war going on in our souls. Lastly, I don't know if you've been following this, but my father-in-law pointed this out to me. Uh, the Virginia House of Delegates vote. It's a little bit crazy here, and I'm not making a political statement. But there is a race that would tip control of the House of Delegates from Republican to Democratic uh, in, in Virginia. And the vote, it ended up in a tie. Now this is kind of the, the famously confused vote where they think that, that, that someone voted for, for Shelley first and then they marked it out and then they're really going for David. So there's like all these recounts. It, it was supposed to be a draw on the 27th where they put, up, put the names in a, in a container and basically drew out, this is just Virginia law, you would draw out who would win, but then there was another, there's more uh, filings, protesting, delays. Pretty crazy scene. But what struck me through this whole thing was how much one person can matter. I mean, many people did not even participate in the vote. And again, this isn't about politics or voting, but, but what a difference it would have been in Virginia had a few more people shown up. If even one more person would have shown up to make a mark on a ballot, it would have been different. I wouldn't have this story to share with you right now. And this is an understatement, but I'm grateful that Jesus showed up 2,000 years ago and put his mark on this earth. He lived spiritually strange and familiar with forever so we too could be with him eternally. As we take communion, I hope that we can renew our vow to him. To look, a list, to look at our list of, of what are we familiar with. To get help in making the changes we need to. And pray about being familiar with forever. Realizing the power he has given us to do so. Let's pray. Father, as we take this time to remember you, as we take the cup, as we take the bread, and we think about your sacrifice, help us to remember that you have gone before us, Father. As we think about this challenge of, of being strange in this world. As we think about this challenge of, of sometimes not feeling like we're fitting in or, or not feeling comfortable. Help us to remember that, that you have already gone before us. And you set such an incredible example for us. Those from the dead. Father, as we... As we live this life, please give us that strength, your power to be strangers and aliens in this world. I'm so grateful for so many examples here who are living that way. Help us to encourage each other, 
Help us to redirect each other to the familiar. And help us to pray with each other when times are tough. In Christ's name, amen.